Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Ha! Eh! Uh, yeah! Whoa! What do we have here? Man, man, man. What do we have here? What an incredible day to host the National Sports Radio Show. Welcome in. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. And, uh, man, we're kind of fired up here for you, right? Just more than kind of, completely and totally fired up for you. I, I got a lot to get to. Um, a, a, a ton of thoughts, including, including... Uh, the fact that there are other teams on the outside looking in. Check out the latest lines from World of Sports at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. You must be 21, present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling prom call 1 800 Gambler. Um, so th- this popped up in my, my cell phone. I have a buddy who is in the NFL and he's friends with somebody inside the Seahawks organization. The news of the day started with the Packers getting Aaron Rodgers back and him getting a new contract. You heard from Dan Byer that there's no signed new contract. The devil always being in the details. I'll give you a pretty educated guess as to what's really at work here, as they also had a franchise tag, um, Devontae Adams early today. And then the news that dropped oh, a little less than an hour ago was Russell Wilson being traded. So my buddy texts me, these details. I'm like, what trade are you talking about? And then I look at my phone like, oh my goodness. So the the Seahawks get a first round pick this year from Denver. That's number nine. A second round pick this year. That's 42. A fourth round pick this year. um, And a first next year, a second next year, plus Noah Fant, who's a starting caliber tight end. Drew Locke, who uh, I I think Probably more of a backup, but starting caliber talent at quarterback. And Shelby Harris is a good, you know, borderline to below Pro Bowl level player. So you got two, maybe three starters if Drew Locke ends up being decent. Like, that's a good haul. Plus you got two first-round picks and a high second this year, as well as what will likely be a low second next year, because the likelihood is that Denver's pretty good seeing as they're going to get Russell Wilson, they still have Bradley Chubb, and they still have talented wide receivers. Um, and Nathaniel Hackett, though he's never coached, been a head coach a day in his life, does seem to know a little something about offensive football. So that's a wow. Like, this whole thing is a wow. Wow. Um, let's start from the Aaron Rodgers. Like, look, a normal human being, a normal human being would celebrate today because they're getting a new contract, they're staying in one place, they've gotten a, a voice at the table, they've, they've improved on negative relationships, and you're back on a football team in a division where, uh, barring a, a massive rash of injuries, you should win your division and have a chance to play at least a, if not all, home games trying to get towards the Super Bowl. You're going to have Devontae Adams back, David Bakhtiari will be back, and... 
with some of the money that's been moved around and will probably continue to be moved around, it stands the reason they're not done yet, right? But you're, we're not talking about a normal human being. You know, one thing that I do know from knowing people around Aaron Rodgers is he's not exactly a Russell Wilson guy in terms of they're, they're not boys. They are not boys. And so what does that mean? How does, why does that matter? Well, Russell Wilson gets traded. I, I I don't know. Like, I would guess that all details are generally agreed to with Green Bay, but it wouldn't stun me if he wanted a little bit more just because, well, just because, <laughs> right? Again, a normal human being looks and says, hey, I was Denver's first pick uh, to trade for, and Russell Wilson was their, their second selection. But again, that's a normal human being. Aaron Rodgers is not a normal human being. Huge news for the Packers. Huge news for the NFC. And then you have Russell Wilson, who we all knew wanted out. And what I said to you then, I'll say to you now. Russell Wilson threw out possible people he'd want to date, right? When, When you're married... Occasionally, you'll get into a conversation, which I would encourage you. I would encourage you to get the hell out of. Right? And uh, here's the conversation. If you had a list, you know, that dream list, scenario of people you would like to have one night with, just your Paul Pass list, who would it be? I am telling you right now, do not take the bait men do not take the bait women do not take that bait because late at night when you're really starving and you haven't been feeling well and you say hey could you could you make me something i just don't feel great well why don't you have halle berry make you something (laughs) right that's essentially what russell wilson did last off season i don't want to be traded but if i did Let me tell you some teams that I'd like on my list, right? You can't call the divorce attorney and think that you're ever going to go back to the way it was. Seattle wasn't good. The relationship was fractured. He was offered or maybe not offered up in a trade. They at least, they at least said you can submit your offers and we'll see if they're enough. And so what we're operating under is this false premise in terms of evaluating a trade. Okay. The premise of the trade is, hey, you could have had Russell Wilson. Instead, you have, you know, Drew Locke and Noah Fant. And, you know, you end up, whoever you draft, whoever you draft, in, instead, you could have had Russell Wilson. You had a Pro Bowl level, all pro occasion level quarterback, a guy who's likely to be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. You had that guy. And now you don't. And that's a reasonable premise. Here's why it's false. Because you only trade Russell Wilson if Russell Wilson's not going to play for you anymore. If Russell Wilson's done there. And while the demands weren't made public, the very strong likelihood is last year it was floated. Last year there was the dream scenario. Last year where was the list. And this year it's, look, we're done here. You guys figure it out. And Seattle waited perfectly. 
They waited till Rodgers recommitted to staying in Green Bay. And then I would guess you played the Washington football team off against the Denver Broncos and got as big a compensation as you're ever going to get. But what's happening is we're judging the trade. Well, you gave up on Russell Wilson. Like, look, Russell Wilson was done. It's the same as when Tom Brady left New England. Talk to anybody. They'll tell you, like, Tom Brady was not coming back to New England. Period. Stop. So, um, things are interesting. Things are actually fascinating. Dan Beyer, you're a Seahawk fan. This is the end of an era. What do you think? I don't mind the trading of Russell Wilson. I actually... I think I'm different than some Seahawk fans in that regard. It's just the actual return on what they got. And I, I know it's not apples to apples. Um, I know it's not apples to apples. The uh, trade, though, with Jamal Adams, where the Seahawks gave up two first-round picks, and then now, when, when that trade occurred, you thought to yourself, wow, if they trade away Russell Wilson, they could get four first-rounders. I mean, if, if that's that's what the, the price tag is. I mean, teams were willing to give three first-rounders away for Deshaun Watson. And, you know, he's had two ACL surgeries, and who knew about his future? And so not to only get two first-round picks, and I know that there's additional second-round picks and players, but Drew Locke is worth nothing in the deal. He's not going to be the quarterback in Denver, so you just put him in and maybe play him in Seattle, but I don't add any value to that. Um yeah, Noah Fant was a first-round pick three years ago. I think he's a decent tight end, but I just, yeah, I just don't, I don't love the return. I, I don't love the return. Tell me at what all. they could have gotten that was better. Well, I, I said the three first-round picks or four first-round picks would be the asking price that I at least would ask for, or if something to reset the organization. Remember, they're they're already starting behind the eight ball without a first-round pick this year. So now you're kind of going down the road, and I was going to jot it down on paper, but the return of Russell Wilson and Jamal Adams, like that now has become more of a more of an even swap than you would actually think. I just don't think the value of the players that they got, the Denver didn't have to give up any game-changing players uh, in this. No offense, nice, but I mean, as I said, Drew Locke was gone. Shelby Harris is a defensive lineman that was characterized as a strong locker room presence. Uh, and I mean, just, but he's not an all-pro caliber player. Or a no, he's a good player. Look, player. I, he's a good, pl- he's a good player, though, right? He's a, he's a starting caliber, uh, starting caliber player. You know, he's a starting caliber player on your offensive line. You got a starting tight end, a starting offensive lineman, and a guy who's been a starter at quarterback. Who again, I don't love. There's zero value in Drew Locke. There is zero. I, 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 I disagree there. Okay, I mean, like he wasn't going to play in Denver. So what? What? So he he would have to leave anyway. So it's just you throw him into the deal. Like there's, if you're going to bring in Russell Wilson, okay, there's okay, no wait, value wait, wait, for wait, Drew Locke. Wait, so so if you're going to draft in the first round, right? Wouldn't you say it, you would be hopeful to at least get a starter? To at least get a starter. Oh, yeah, correct? absolutely. Okay, you got two. And you got two first-round picks. And you got two second-round picks. So, you know, look, do you think they didn't take top dollar? Do you think they didn't shop him? Do you think they didn't put it out there and say, Philadelphia, how many first-round picks will you give us? What will you give us? Washington, what will you give us as well? Or do you think they simply said we have to do AFC? I, I think AFC had something to do with it. I really do. 
And in looking ahead the next season, I I mean it's I don't think that there's there's tons to look up for if you're a Seahawks fan next season. Maybe it's a further down the road where, you know, Pete Carroll and Josh Schneider will be there into the mid, you know, 2020s. But I just don't you know, after after a decade long of, you know, of being in that picture, you know, to and again, I'm fine Doug, with the trading of Russell Wilson, like that premise is fine. I just wish that there would have been, I don't know, you know, Jerry Judy's name was thrown around in the uh, the Green Bay talks, and not that Seattle needs another wide receiver, but it was just that was the the caliber of name that was being thrown about. Jerry so, Judy hasn't been good, by the way. Just like he has not achieved nearly what the hype was. I would agree with you on Fant. Fant, you could say the same thing. Like super athletic and talented, seen as a little bit soft, but like. They don't need a wide receiver. Do they need a tight end? Yes, they do. Okay. Do they need offensive linemen? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yes. So they got both. They got both. Right. Like, look, you well, just it's no, like they, it's they like did. we all they they got a defensive lineman. Shelby Harris. So, sorry, sorry. Lineman. I mean, yeah. Okay. And so, what are you going to do with the ninth pick in the draft? Either you take an offensive lineman there, or you trade down and you get multiple picks. They're they're in rebuild lot. Like, if they had, if they had Russell Wilson for another year. Okay. They had mm-hmm. Russell Wilson for another year. Are they a playoff team in that division? I think I think that they're a borderline playoff team in that conference. I think the NFC stinks. And so that's just the question of of whether whether they make the and again, do you want to be middle of the road? Probably not. But on the surface, I just don't I expected a little bit more. That's that's all. No, I think I think I mean like I, have you ever seen a haul this big for a player? I I I, I look I totally disagree with you and I'll tell you why. Everybody wants first round picks. Okay, everybody well, I've got to get first round as many first round picks as possible. And this is part of what what we told you with with any of these trades. They have to include actual football players because first round picks are like a 50-50 shot. A 50-50 shot that they'll actually become a consistent starting caliber player and that's what they have on the defensive line and at tight end right so they're actually better than first round picks especially considering Denver's first round picks after this year aren't going to be great because Denver's going to be better so I, I understand that there's this well they didn't get enough but do you think they didn't you know I, I'd be fascinated to know if they didn't shop him to Washington if they didn't shop him to Philadelphia would they take a little bit less to get him out of the AFC, NFC? Maybe, maybe. But I'm also going to disagree with you that they're a playoff team. But like they, they're not. They weren't a good team last year. The other, the other part of it, and part of the reason why they weren't a good team was because Russell Wilson got hurt, and then when Russell yes. Wilson came back, he was not he wasn't good. Good. Yeah. So yeah. I again, like I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm okay with them moving on from from Wilson. But again, they were starting behind the chains because they don't have a first round pick this year. So they're already in the hole understood. starting next year. So uh, that's, un- understood. That's why you needed so, to make the most of that trade chip that you had, and I just don't think that they did. Okay. I mean, the people I talked to in the NFL thought uh, th- thought 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 otherwise, but oh, I'm, now you're going to play that card with me. The other no. NFL people that no, was I'm, that I'm, was I'm that being, was the, and, and you ask I, for my opinion, and I give you my opinion, and then you throw the people in the NFL no. tell me I'm wrong. That's no, Bush League. Well, it's, not, no, it's, not, it's not. It's not. push league, and I was about to give you the, the logic why. <laughs> I think I'm getting the rap from Jason Stewart. No, so. no, no. It's not not push. It's it's the logic why is 
it, in in terms of would you like it, would you like to create a great offensive lineman and draft one and a bunch of first round pick like okay so you let's just say again in your dream scenario let's take Philadelphia's first round picks okay we'll take all of Philadelphia's first round picks again the percentage of hit rate of first round picks is 50-50 okay now that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that you're not correct in terms of, like, look, it's not like anybody walks in with a Shelby Harris jersey on, okay, or a Noah Fant jersey on. But they have shown themselves at least to be, like, Shelby Harris is a good player, like probably just below a, a Pro Bowl type player. That's a good player, okay? Noah Fant, it's good talent, and it's a position of need. So those are more valuable then another first-round pick. And then you said, what, four first-round picks? Is that what you, three to four? Yeah, I was just yeah throwing that number out there. Yeah. Okay, so they yeah. got two, and they got two guys who are as or more valuable than any first-round picks outside of like a top-five pick that you weren't going to get anyway because Denver's not going to be a, have a, ever have a top-five pick, right? I would rather roll the dice that those other first-round picks were to, be, to, were to work out or to be that next level of player than to accept what they got at that level. Okay, and then the other part to it is you are dismissing that they have two second-round picks, including this year's second-round pick, which is the 42nd pick, which is, a, you know, it's like a, a one-and-a-half in terms yeah. of first, first round. Like, that's a high-level second-round pick. We like, don't know the exact numbers. Denver did have two this year so they because they have the Rams. I, I, from... I'm, I'm, I'm telling you from my, my – Okay. The you, source, it's the – The people 40, of the NFL that you know, it's 40? 40, 42nd. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's the the ninth pick, the forty second pick, the fourth round pick, and then the first next year, the second next year. Noah Fant, Drew Locke, Shelby Harris. And look, I don't. I'm not a Drew Locke fan. I know Denver wanted him out of the building. I understand that. Okay, but he makes no money. He has been a starter, and if they decide this is stopgap year. It's not a terrible. It's not a terrible option. It's a terrible option in comparison to Russell Wilson. But again, we're operating under the premise that Russell Wilson wasn't coming back anyway. You know, he wouldn't come back anyway. Like that. That relationship was over. So th- there is where the I I don't believe, and I could be wrong, that they didn't take top dollar. This is a lot of people point this out about DeAndre Hopkins and um, and. You know, look when they when they made the the trade for, um, uh, you you just mentioned it from New York Jets, uh, Jamal last Adams. Year. Jamal Adams. Yep. We, I told like we both said that's a terrible trade. I uh, you know it's bad, it, it overspent you know on a need, and then the guy wanted a huge contract, and of course they acquiesced. But I I don't think it would be fair if you're just judging this trade to put that trade as a part of this trade. That trade was bad. This trade was good. Good, especially considering you had an asset that didn't want to return. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Matt Schneidman joins us. Uh, He covers the Packers for the Athletic. He joins us in the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Um, When did you know? That Aaron Rodgers was coming back? Yeah. Uh, when, when he told Pat McAfee this morning and um, when Pat uh, tweeted it out, that's when I knew officially. When I got the strongest sense that he was going to come back is when the Packers hired Tom Clements as their quarterback's coach a couple weeks ago. This, this is a guy who 
is one of Aaron Rodgers' favorite coaches of all time. In my three years covering the team, this will be my fourth. Rodgers has gone out of his way countless times to praise Tom Clements for his development. He was Rodgers' quarterback coach, OC, for, for a decade from 2006 to 2016. He was retired. He's 68 years old. And, and for him to come back and sign with the Packers a couple weeks ago, that was the biggest sign that Rodgers was coming back because Rodgers wouldn't tell – one of his favorite coaches ever to take that job unless he was coming back. And Tom Clements would not take that job, which the hiring process was greatly influenced by Aaron Rodgers uh, if Rodgers was not coming back. So that's kind of when I knew indirectly. Today was when I knew directly and officially. Um, okay, so Aaron took to Twitter and said that the details of him signing a con- made sure to write signing a contract. Do you believe they've agreed to terms? No, I've been told that they have not agreed to terms, and Aaron has not agreed to anything. Um, now, listen, Aaron's a smart guy, but I don't know if he's specifically using the word signed. Um, he might just mean agreed. I, I was told by someone close to the situation that uh, the, the four years and $200 million figure are inaccurate, and he has not agreed to any deal but that he obviously is coming back as he tweeted. So we'll see what the deal is, is going to be. Um, I'm interested to see if it'll be a short-term deal or more of a long-term thing, if it's going to be, you know, one or two more years or three or four or five more years. You know, he had previously said he wanted to retire a Packer well into his 40s. He's 38 now. Has he rethought that stance because of the taste of retirement he got last offseason staying away? It's possible. We'll see when those details come out. But I was told um, about an hour or two ago that he had not agreed to any terms. And I'm assuming that's what he means by that tweet. I don't think he technically means signed. I don't think he would say, you know, all that's inaccurate and then have it come out later that, oh, it is four for $200 million. I just hadn't signed it yet. I had agreed on it. I don't think he would refute it that strongly and then have it come out later that he just hadn't signed it. That would be bad optically. But what do I know? Yeah, uh, can I? I'm going to venture a guess here. This is a sure. Edu- this is an educated guess. My guess is that they're somewhere in the ballpark financially. It's going to come down to one. He's going to want all that money up front, right? All these new deals. It can still be a four-year deal in the first three years of guaranteed money you can get, like in the next ninety days. Um, and Green Bay just needs time to figure out how they can a- manipulate the cap. Because I'm also guessing that, yes, they, they franchise Devontae today, but there's likely to be some form of promise. Hey, look, we're going to make sure that Devontae is taken care of. But in order to take care of him, we need to change your cap number and, and have those things all work out. Is that are these, is this a reasonable thought? Right. I don't think it's going to come out later. Ooh, Aaron Rodgers has signed a two-year deal for $50 million total like Tom Brady did. I would assume it's in the ballpark of what Ian Rappaport retorted, re- reported, I should say. Sorry, it's been a long morning. Um, but the structure will be interesting. You know, how much they guarantee in signing bonus or roster bonus or just how they structure it. I, I don't know if Rogers is refuting it that heavily, saying those are not the, the terms. I would imagine it's not just one or two small tweaks, and it's like, oh, okay, it's still four years, $200 million. I don't know. What I've learned is that, you know, it's almost impossible to get a read on Aaron Rodgers. So it'll be interesting to see what those terms come out to be eventually. But, yeah, I don't think you're too far off. I think uh, a lot is 
is in the particulars here, as is the case with any contract. The, the, as you know, the reported details initially for any contract are not what they end up being. It's often numbers thrown out there by agents to make themselves look good for getting their clients a lot of money, supposedly. What was was he losing his base? He being Aaron Rodgers, like had did, had it gotten close to the point of Packers Packers fans being like, you know, it was great, but we'll we'll figure it out. Had he gotten to that point? I don't think so. Uh, may, I don't want to call the fans who thought that delusional, but um, I think Packer fans have been a little spoiled over the past thirty years with their quarterback play, and just because their quarterback is taking. Uh, a little longer to make his decision than they would have liked. Remember last offseason, he didn't make his decision till late July. I mean, he said he was going to do it before free agency started on March 16th, and he did a lot earlier than that and during the franchise tag window. And listen, if, if the Packers found out today that they're getting their two best players back for the tw- at least the 2022 season, arguably the two best players at their respective positions in the NFL over the past two years. I don't see why any Packer fan would complain about that. Um, sure, the, the unknown is enticing about what they could have had with Jordan Love and what they could have done with that extra cap space by, I don't know, trading Rodgers. But I think everyone, once the dust settles and, and we get into offseason activities, everything uh, will be just fine in Green Bay here when, when everyone knows they have number 12 and 17 on their team again. Uh, Matt, uh, I'm, I'm fascinated by what else can they do. I, they they need a tight end, and they probably need a number two wide receiver, and they need to continue to work through that offensive line. What else do you think that they will do in the immediate future? Yeah, they, they need a wide receiver, and, and I've said that they need one regardless of whether Devontae was back or not. Marquez Valdez-Scantling is going to be an unrestricted free agent that will likely price himself out of Green Bay. Uh, Alan Lazard is a restricted free agent. He'll probably be back on a second-round tender, which is around $3.4 million for this year. And then Randall Cobb, they could free up $6.8 million in cap space by cutting him. He could come back on a more team-friendly deal to play with his best friend, Aaron Rodgers. And then Equinemius St. Brown uh, it will be an unrestricted free agent. They, they need a number two, especially if Valdez-Scantling leads in free agency. Whether they try and get a guy like Sammy Watkins, a secondary guy in free agency, for cheaper than a top-of-the-line guy, or whether they draft a guy with a number 28 overall pick or in the second round remains to be seen. If they don't re-sign Robert Tunyon, who two years ago tied for the league lead among tight ends in, in touchdown catches with Travis Kelsey, they'll probably need to draft the tight end. And then they can always use depth at offensive tackle and on the defensive line. So wide receiver, tight end, offensive tackle, defensive line, in any order that you see fit are, are I think, their four biggest needs this offseason. Hmm. Um, Brian Gunnikins has to be taking a bit of a victory lap, right? Because I, I, Aaron Rodgers going back to the start of training camp, and when he showed up at training camp, it was obvious there wasn't a good or any relationship there. And now, you know, Aaron Rodgers gave him a shout-out at the NFL Awards. Of anybody today, is he taking the biggest victory lap? I, I wouldn't blame him if he did. Listen, I, I, not at this point last offseason because the news that he was unhappy didn't break until draft day. But if you think about where we were just a couple of days or weeks before training camp with how uh, disgruntled he was with the front office, not Brian Gutekunst in, in general, it was more so Mark Murphy, but Gutekunst definitely had a part in that. Um, from where they were then to where they are now, about 10 months later, 
nine months later, it's remarkable how Brian Gutekunst has, has resolved that relationship. And Aaron Rodgers doesn't just say things to say them. The number of times he's unprompted praised Brian Gutekunst for mending that relationship and making one of the franchise's best players ever feel like, you know, he had proper say. And listen, you can say Aaron Rodgers is being selfish or greedy or overbearing in his demands, whatever, but the fact that Brian Gutekunst has, has mended that relationship, he definitely deserves some credit. Now, he can do a victory lap if he can still get through this cap hell and free agency and put together a Super Bowl contender. So not just yet, but he should be able to. Matt Steinman, of course, covers the Packers for The Athletic. Matt, great stuff. Enjoy your work, and I appreciate you being our guest on Fox Sports Radio. Appreciate it, Doug. Have a good one. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Let's get to Dan Beyer with a game. This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Buyer. Yeah, what's the game? Doug, the game today is... Rank them. All right, I'm going to put you in my chair for a little bit. Doug, rank your top three news stories of today. Oh, okay. I think... Um, I think Russell Westbrook and the West Brick and his family feeling threatened, I think that's number three. Uh, we're talking about sports. Yes, yeah. correct. Um Number two is going to be Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, number two is going to be Aaron Rodgers, and number one will be Russell Mm. Wilson. And and I don't think it's because I mean I believe Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback. And it's funny I I don't actually think it's terribly close. And I really like Russell Wilson, but to this point, their career is not terribly close. Um, That said, we've never seen a trade like this. I, I we never seen a trade like this. Do I, I Russell's going to get a new contract, going to demand a new contract, but it wasn't simply a contract thing. You know, this is a guy in his prime who's been to two, won a Super Bowl, and, uh, you know, traded while under contract. I, I don't remember seeing this this happen. Doesn't not in the NFL. So I would say that's why it's my number one. All right, Doug. Rank how you see the AFC West shaping up next season now with Russell Wilson in Denver. Um, okay. I think the Raiders are at four. I think the Broncos are at three. I think the Chiefs are at two. And I think the Chargers are at one. <laughs> Mike Williams back on a three-year deal for the Lightning Bolts. Yes. Bolt up, guys, in 2022. Bolt. Up. It is interesting. Broncos just sitting there at three where there wouldn't be, you know, a great surge with the addition of Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Still have those other two uh, two teams. Oh, geez. All right, Doug. Uh, rank the top three players most accountable for the Lakers' struggles this season. Um, okay. I'm going to go Russell Wilson three. For the Lakers' uh, struggles, I mean, so Russell yeah. Westbrook three, um, LeBron James two, and Anthony Davis one. All right. Now, here's the thing: you might say, "Well, look, LeBron James, he's like, I, I, you don't only get credit when you play, like when you win. Like we're 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 well past this, but here's the pattern for LeBron." If something goes wrong, it's always somebody else's fault. Mm-hmm. And that's just not the way it works. Like, 
if you want to tell me how great a player you are, I agree. He's still a great player. Hey, but can you be great and lift all ships? He doesn't have to be a miracle worker. And again, we're not talking about him beating the best teams in the NBA. They've been skunked by some of the bottom teams in the NBA. He was on the floor. Some of that's on him. And he was hurt earlier this year. He missed last night's game and lost to, to the San Antonio Spurs. So any ground made up is ground given because he couldn't play. Anthony Davis's injuries are the number one um, factor in their disappointing season to date. But LeBron James doesn't get only praise. I'm calling an audible Omaha just for the crew here. You guys may know what I'm talking about. I may have made an error on uh, on this sheet, so I'm making an audible. Doug, uh, rank the top three players in the Big Ten Conference. Uh, Big Ten and a lot of these conferences that uh, have a couple of days off before their conference tournaments, announcing their all-conference teams, their player of the years. Rank your top three players in college hoops in the Big Ten this season. Oh, that's a good one. Um, I mean, I know who number one is. Right. All right. You want to start at at one with that one? Yeah, Johnny Davis would be my my. And he was the Big Ten Player of the Year, uh, not unanimous by the media, which is a little surprising. Uh, yeah, not unanimous I, I, first team pick, but I will do uh, two is Jaden Ivy and three is Keegan Murray. All right, and I'll be at the Big Ten tournament calling games for. For a Compass Radio Network. Oh, Radio Network. really? What games? You got Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or what do you got? Thursday now. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, finally, Doug, uh, along those lines, rank your top three favorite conference tournaments. I feel like this is an annual category yeah. in rank them, yeah. but it can switch uh, any year. Your three favorite conference tournaments. Uh. I really, really like the Big Ten having covered. I think the Big Ten is outstanding. And remember, for a long time, Big Ten didn't have a tournament. Can I, can I, I'm calling the WCC finals, um, but all the Vegas ones kind of meant together. Do mm-hmm. I, can I do just Vegas? <laughs> sure, the potpourri. Yeah. yeah. I'll do uh, Big Ten three, Vegas two. Big 12-1. Oh, Big 12 I, I love I love the Big East. I love it's in Madison Square Garden. UConn's back. UConn's back. That helps. But if you don't have Syracuse, you know, you need Syracuse in that thing to really make it, really make the garden hum. So I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to, until Syracuse returns, it's not the same thing. And the ACC's in Brooklyn right that's now. That's why. That's, yeah. that's why I kept, that's, that's why I kept one. the ACC out of it. Yeah. And that's uh, game time. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Game time is brought to you by Hustler Turf. The brand lawn care professionals have trusted for years when it comes to premium zero turn lawn mowers to run their businesses. And for us weekend Joe's, Hustler Turf is a full lineup of mowers. Visit HustlerTurf.com to find a dealer near you. That's HustlerTurf.com. Um, all right, so we're going to take you to Denver next hour. TJ Spinzada is going to join us next hour. Also, I'm going to tell you who's to blame for the Russell Westbrook uh, name-calling issue. There's one human being to blame, and they need to accept blame. Uh, matter of fact, we're going to get to that upcoming next in the Doug Gottlieb Show. You're on Fox Sports Radio.